When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. DNVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio C. That's when we come to you from our houses. And here we yeah, are at I our houses. <laughs> uh, I think here, Zach is on vacation. Um, mm. Contrary to popular belief that we just hired Hank and fired Zach. Ooh. Um, yeah, Drama. Really fun. That, that probably would have upset some people. Your mic randomly sounds like super hot after it sounded good before we started the show. Really? Um, Still hot? Yes. Oh, yeah. You can think about that for a second. Well, I tell everyone that we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the best place to bet on sports. Uh, and if you took the over on drinks for us at the parade tomorrow, you happily cashed that bet. Uh, <laughs> we had ourselves a time. Yeah, that was a lot of drinks. I mean, what? The first shots were around six, and then they just kind of kept flowing from there. Yeah, I tweeted out, like, this is going to be the earliest I've ever been drunk, I, it, which was definitely uh, accomplished. It was mm-hmm. also the earliest I've ever been to bed. Um, I fell asleep around 9 p.m. That's a new record for me. Yeah, I fell asleep on the couch at about 8.10, and then uh, around 9, moved to the bed. Yeah, actually, that's exactly what I did. Like one hundred percent. We all couch for a minute too. Yeah, I was gonna say we also took like a uh, dual nap on opposite sides of my couch mm. around what was that five o'clock? It's really tough to say if I'm being honest. All I knew is my phone was dead, so I was like plugging my phone in. There's no way without that I'm staying awake. <laughs> oh gosh, yes, that was uh, that was a good time. That was a great, mm-hmm. great day. Um, and, and Hank, as I was out there, I just like. I don't know. Yesterday was an interesting day for me because uh, obviously like you're in this huge celebration 
for Joe Sackick and what he built with the Avalanche. Obviously, the whole team is, is celebrated, but my point on this is Joe Sackick had a lot of pressure on him um, coming into this year, and it was like, hey, look, you know, this core, this is like the best year in terms of your window. Like, you've got to go win this championship. And at the same time, yesterday, the Nuggets signed DeAndre Jordan, and there is like a full-on panic mm-hmm. that goes through uh, n- uh, Nuggets world. I don't know. Nuggets nation sounds weird to me. It does. Um, but uh, you know, everyone panics, and I kind of t- started to realize the pressure that was on Calvin Booth. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of on him in terms of maximizing Jokic's prime uh, and the window that is available to him right now. And obviously the Nuggets go and sign Bruce Brown today and everyone's feeling a little bit better. But I just I started to think about what's the pressure meter on George Payton? I think last season the pressure meter was really high in terms of you got to get this figured out. you got to mm-hmm. get this quarterback situation figured out. Well, now it's figured out. But at the same time, you exist in the maybe greatest division in sports history. Um, and there is a lot of pressure now that you've made such a big move to fix the quarterback uh, situation to, uh, I mean, honestly, I'll just say not finish last. Like, like <laughs> you, you cannot finish last. And it's crazy to say that about a team that is so much better than they were one year ago that the chances of finishing last still exist. So I guess I, the, the conversation I wanted to have today is just how much pressure is there on George Payton for this season? How does that compare to the pressure that is on Calvin Booth and, and you know, the, the other GMs around Denver? I think obviously Joe Sackick, the pressure has been lifted off of his shoulders. The Rockies, most people don't even know the name of their GM. So um, Schmidt, it's Schmidt. It is Schmidt. I know the name. <laughs> uh there you go uh bill schmidt to be exact bill. so God, what a guy so where's the pressure meter on george payton for this season and i think that's important to say because mm-hmm. on a grand scale like it is expected in denver that you're going to win a championship when you have mm-hmm. a hall of fame quarterback but what where is that at right now for this year it's kind of tough to say i think i think it's more similar to the calvin booth pressure than the joe sackick pressure Joe Sackick had just a crazy amount of pressure because, you know, they, they have the good players. You know, you have Nathan McKinnon, you have Campbell, you know you have the top-end talent to win the Cup. Everybody knows that. You've known it for a few years. That, I mean, the GM job there was to fill in the back end of the roster, and that makes it like an actual GM job. You know, you look at, like, Calvin Booth and say – yeah, you have Jokic. Jokic can lead a team to a championship. But do you really have the top-end talent? Is Jamal Murray, is MPJ really, are they those guys who can actually help go win a title as a big three? You don't know that. You did know that with the Avalanche, which means it was kind of a general manager job. Like, you just need to get solid players at every position for these eight spots behind them, and then you're good to go. And I think that for George Payton, you know, it's more Calvin Booth than it is Joe Sackick because... You know, you have Russell Wilson, the same way the Nuggets have Jokic. But who are those other key pieces around him? We don't know. And and I think that there's a, a similarity there for sure. And I think this year is about identifying those, those either key pieces or key holes. You know, either figure out who your franchise edge rusher is or say, oh, we might not have one. We better go get one. 
Um, do is Pat Sertan our franchise corner? Um, does he take that step? And and if not, can you go get another guy? And all of a sudden, if Pat comes around, you've got two number ones. You know, so I do think that this year, this year, if you want an easy answer, you've got to you've got to win a playoff game. You've got to win a playoff game and, and you've got to come out of the season thinking, okay, we know what needs to change um, because right now you just don't know what works and what doesn't. You just know that there's a lot of exciting pieces everywhere. Yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at it. And I think you made a really great point there about identifying where the needs are, because you know um, that's one thing that Joe Stackig absolutely just knocked out of the park as it came mm -hmm. to this build. And it felt like every year he checked a little thing off the box. Like mm -hmm. you, you get Kadri and it's like, okay, now you have your kind of mean streak, your tough guy um, who also happens to be insanely skilled. You know um, this year you kind of added these like really key veterans and Cogliano um, you get Darren Helm. Who's like won a cup before. And it was just like every mm -hmm. single off season there was a, okay, we need this. And, and Joe went out and nailed it. But you can't nail it until you know. What we knew coming into this offseason was mm -hmm. the Broncos need a damn quarterback, and they need it desperately. So George Payton went out and filled that. And this, what we're going to find out over the next year is, okay, now what? Where do you, you know, like, we knew they needed help at pass rusher, but did they get enough? I, I personally don't think so. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, okay, you have a number one corner. What about the rest of that room? Um, you hope that Caden Stearns is the heir apparent to Kareem Jackson. Is he? You know, mm -hmm. we go on down the list. Is this offensive line good enough to maximize uh, Russell Wilson? Are Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy the trio of the future? Like, I can go on and on and on. But the point is, I don't think the pressure can be that high. And I think in the comments, they're kind of saying the pressure is pretty high. I don't think the pressure can be that high until you really know what the difference is between your roster and a championship roster. And there was just no way of knowing that before you have a quarterback. Exactly. Exactly. And especially because, you know, pressure season is kind of over for George Payton, right? Like this is, this is a GM's off season. You know, GM's work from the, the end of the season through the, through the free agency, through the draft. And then now right here, it's like, okay, you just did your job. Now it's time to go see the results. And of course there's little, little moves that need to be happening over the course of this summer or during the season, because you do wonder how many of these questions get answered early on. You know, if you go out there and Ronald Darby gets torched in the first three games, I mean, I guess next up you say, well, we'll throw Michael O.J. Moody out there, see if he can sink or swim and do that until the trade deadline. And then, you know, like maybe that is the hole that you need to address. And I guess you just really hope that, first of all, all these guys pan out and, and you actually just have the team that I, I think a lot of people think the Broncos have right now. Um, but but if not, maybe even figure out what's wrong early and, and make some moves during the season and flip flip things around a bit. Yeah, well, I guess let me start here. How how long is the Broncos Super Bowl window like? the true Super Bowl window. And, and is it, well, let me, I guess we'll start here. Is the Super Bowl window open as we speak? Yeah, it's open. Okay. I mean, we, we were talking about this uh, a couple days ago. Maybe it was when we are driving down to that golf tournament. But, you know, it always feels like you have like this arch of a Super Bowl window where like early on you kind of have this window. You know that there's a window there, but you probably need things to break right and you need to figure out what needs to be fixed, all of that. Uh, then after that, you have that middle part where you know, okay, here we are here's what we need. 
Here's how we can do it. We have all the information. Now just go win. And then you have that back end where it's like for, for the Broncos, it'll be, oh, Russell Wilson's 37. Can the running running game carry him to a Super Bowl? Can, can the defense carry him to the Super Bowl? But it's still open. And so I do think that, you know, this Super Bowl window, it is open, um, but it's it's kind of in the process of opening. Like a moon, like a moon, you know, where it's like you get the full moon, you get like the little halvesies before and after. Um, you you have entered the window. And so, with Russ being so old, you know, it's it, it might close kind of, it might just drop off in a couple of years. But I do think, I mean, We'll see what the new contract is, but you probably this year and five more after, four more after. The the, the window's yeah. here as long as Russell Wilson is. So it's a it's a waxing crescent right now, is what that would be. Yeah, it's waxing. Soon it'll be waning. Yep. <laughs> cool, cool. And then um, I I'm with you on five. I think five total years is the true mm-hmm. window. That doesn't mean I don't know. It's hard to say. I I think that that's at least the way you should be approaching it. Mm-hmm. We got five years to get as many as we can, um, and obviously you got to get one. But beyond that, you know, I think you're you're trying to do things a little bit different. Like you're not going to be having the full capabilities of your quarterback, all that stuff, and you have to get creative, as we've seen before. The Broncos have won one like that in the past, so it's not impossible. But mm-hmm. I think you need to be looking at this as a five-year window. This is obviously the beginning. I don't think the pressure really starts mounting until year two and maybe even year three um, where George Payton next off season is going to be huge. We're going to be saying you need X, Y, and Z pressure is going to be on him. If you feel that, and then, you know, you're, you're hoping that next one you get close at the very least. And you're saying like, okay, you're just at a little bit of tinkering away. And if you're not getting it by year three, that's when I think people are starting, like some alarms are starting to go off. Yeah. And saying like, hey, what's the deal here? What's going on? And I think, you know, the, the, the difference for George Payton is that in two years, you got to take risks. Like, I think it's easy right now to say like, oh, you, you've got to go do everything you can to make this the best possible team. But at the same time, you think back to the Von Miller trade and say like, who'd you get from that Von Miller trade? You got uh, Nick Benito. You got Greg Dulcich. Right now, would you trade those two for Von Miller? I don't think you would. I think that being a little bit younger, having some more of those pieces, you're probably fine with it. But next year, if, if the Broncos don't get a Super Bowl and you could have, you know, 33-year-old Von Miller and not however, whatever he is down the line, you might be saying like, yeah, that's the kind of piece we need. We need these guys who are 33, who are kind of in the twilight of their careers to jump in and just go make this happen. You just reminded me that I had a dream that the Broncos um, traded Von. This is last night traded for Von Miller for se- uh, seventy million dollars cash. That was the trade. Wow! Oh, I love the Waltons. Yeah. Did I? <laughs> did you see my tweet yesterday with Russell Wilson? Yes. Okay. I wanted to ask you. That was my next thing that I wanted to ask you about. How did you feel about Russell Wilson liking that tweet? I went through. Oh, I went through okay, some well, thoughts. That's okay, for let's, sure. Let's rewind. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Henry posted a picture of the Avs celebrating on stage mm-hmm. at Civic Center Park and said, if Russell Wilson didn't know what the standards are in Denver, he does now. Uh-huh. Russell Wilson liked the tweet. He knows what the standards are. How yeah. did, take me through your, uh, your feelings about this, because I thought your original tweet was a little bit spicy. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. I I also thought that when I was tweeting it, but I was I was down for a little bit of spice. Um, 
I totally agree there. I think that the important context is that this happened around 6.30-ish last night. Again, my, my day yesterday was kind of this big arc of like waking up early and then the drinking and then the come down. And so I think I was kind of like half awake watching a movie. And I saw Russell Wilson, liked your tweet, popped up. And I was like, well, there's probably like dozens of accounts called Russell Wilson on Twitter right now. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, once again, this is real Russell Wilson liking my tweet. And I was like, ah, you know, I do. I don't know that he loved seeing that tweet. You know, I, 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 I think it's 50 50, right? Where he's like the competitor where he's like, damn right. This is going to be me next. Or he says like, oh, yeah, you think what, you know, so I, uh, I, I feel good about it. I, I feel good about the experience. You know, I think that's the only question you can ask, right? Do you wish you hadn't done it? And I can't say I wish I hadn't done it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're brand new on the beat. Hopefully this helps you, Russell Wilson, like know who you are. Um, okay. second time he's liked my tweet. That's two more times than he's ever liked one of my tweets. Wow. I think. I, tweet to be day. honest, I get so many likes on my tweets that I can't really keep track of who's liking mm. them. Um, but I don't think he's liked to be in my tweets ever. I what I would say is that if Russell Wilson typed and deleted a response, it would have said like, <laughs> "But I know what the expectations are." Yeah, but I do think that there is that thing where like, it's Denver, right? Like you expect Super Bowls. You know, team people don't care about teams unless they're champions. Outside of like the suburban dads who go to the Rockies games every day, because what else are they going to do? Um, but to get that sort of like attention to get traction, I mean. I think that the first loss that the Broncos have this season, the level of meltdown may come as a bit of a surprise to somebody like Russell Wilson. Mm. And that's not to say like Seattle fans were just like, oh, it's whatever. But compared to, you know, I mean, there's there's going to be some spicy and, and probably very wrong takes about yeah. Russell Wilson, about the offense, about the Broncos, as soon as that happens. And I do think that there is a bit of a difference here that, I don't know, I mean, it might catch him by surprise. Listen, Russ said it himself, Denver is a championship city. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, he was inferring that Seattle is not, and he would be correct about that. Um, but, like, Seattle is just happy to have teams. Like, they, you know, since they lost one, they're, like, they're just like, oh, like, or thank God for the Sounders. Um, but, but like Denver, you're right. And the truth is, if Russell Wilson doesn't win at least one Super Bowl, um, his time in Denver will be considered a massive failure. So mm-hmm. it is different. And you're right that when they lose, people are going to have an insane meltdown. Um, it's one of the reasons we talked about the other day, like how 2015 was so not fun. The whole ride was not fun because mm-hmm. everyone was, even when they were winning, people were melting down because they yeah. weren't winning good enough. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different here. And I think that there is a lot of pressure on Russ. And I think that he actually is very aware of that. Um, I, I also think there's a chance that he was just like happy that like the abs were celebrating and people were thinking about him. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing that happens in Denver. There's, there's meltdowns with ugly wins. There's, there's, there's just people talking about the Broncos regardless of what's happening. Also, like, I I remember seeing content from the Broncos parade. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that Avs set a new standard of like what partying at a parade looks like? Because I hope if the Broncos win, they realize like, wait, if the Avs were able to party that hard, we're allowed to as well. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, a lot of it has to do with personalities, right? When that's the Peyton Manning, Demarcus Ware team, it's like that's, that's not true. That's those are just not two belligerent men. Like I'm, that's I'm sorry, true. but this team, I mean, Russell Wilson is Peyton Manning like. I would uh -huh. imagine at a pray. I think I, he'll go further. I, I, he might have one more beer or two more beers, or maybe he'll yell a little bit more. Like it's you know there there might be that. I mean, Peyton drinks some beers too, but. It's about the rest of the team. Because, again, like, I don't, I don't see – like, Justin Simmons, he'd be Pat one of the cutters. Pat Sertan. These are all, like, very together personalities. I know. Thing. Well, I hope that they took notes yesterday and just said, like, hey, when we win it, we should get that crazy because it looks like those guys had a blast. When Landy took his shirt off to give his speech and then wrapped himself in the Swedish flag. And, again, that's Gabriel Landeskog. He's like the it, most together person on the team. It's true. And if he can do that, Justin Simmons, maybe with the shirt off, I think it might be possible. No, maybe okay. like Alex Singleton with his shirt off. Yeah, I mean, that's a Montana guy. He's, he's got his shirt off the whole time. Yeah. He's going tarps off for sure. Well, also, that parade is going to be Quinn a minor. Oh, that's true. That does change the vibe. Like, that was a hot, sunny day. It was actually like perfect weather. Like there are moments where it was like really hot, but thankfully we had cloud cover most mm -hmm. of the day. We did. Yeah. I mean, ah, I'm trying to think. I mean, like KJ would get after it. It's it's tough to say who the oh, the linemen will be chugging beers. That's what they do. Yeah, I, I don't think this is I think the Avs will have more of a party than this Broncos team would. Yeah, I mean, I just think hockey hockey guys just party different like they do I, so like we talked about this like yesterday we crashed so hard like as hard as i've ever crashed in my life yet somehow the abs were still out partying at 2 a.m last night like what in the hell how are they doing that i don't know i and, and it's not like that was the first day either that's what i mean it's day f like what yeah. four of just in just in i guess five and the flying out to Vegas today? I know. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. I really don't. It's that insane. is wild. Like it is. It goes back to like if if you're in great shape, does that does that help you drink more alcohol or hurt you? Because like if if you're too. constantly drinking beers, you could see the argument that like oh yeah, the beers uh, you, you, you would, exactly like it, it. You're just used to it. Um, and if you are not used to drinking that many beers, maybe it like gets you easier. But maybe just being in that great a shape, you you get a little more leeway when you do things like that. That's true. I wouldn't know. Um, yeah, those guys uh, were drinking a lot yesterday. But one of the things I saw them drinking was Avalanche Amber Ale from our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Those they actually uh, the mm -hmm. the the good folks at Breckenridge Brewery built a Stanley Cup replica out of Avalanche Amber Ales stacked on top of each other. Um, we might not get to hoist. The cup cup, Henry, but Damn. let's try and hoist the Avalanche Amber Ale Cup. Do we have anything we could build a cup out of? It's like a beer company is going to do our beers. I guess like we can't really build it out shirts. of internet. Shirts, yeah. We could build it out of shirts and uh, cardboard. Let's just hold the beer cup. All right. Uh, yeah, so that, I'm in on yeah. the beer cup. Uh, Avs Amber Ale. I saw Miko chugging one. Um, so that, that's always good to see, uh, mm -hmm. great, great beer. Also like 4th of July coming up when I think 4th of July, I think strawberry sky, like 
mm-hmm. just like the perfect Fourth of July beer. Obviously, you know you like to mix in a little something lighter. Maybe you're going Breck Lagers four out of every five, um, but there's just something about a Strawberry Sky on Independence Day that just slaps different. So uh, hit up Breck Brew. Well, I normally say you can come get them at the bar. You can't come get them at the bar right now because we are closed for a little while. So you're going to have to use, uh, we're doing one of renovations. It's going to be awesome. So you're going to have to use the Breck Brew locator on their website to find the nearest Breck Brews to, to you. And like I said, um, get ready for the renovations at the DNVR bar. It's going to be epic. We're getting started on it. We're slowly but surely um, prepping for what the next era of the DNVR bar looks like. But also we just announced today uh, that on July 14th, so that's coming up just about two weeks, we are doing um, a mini golf night at a Newfern Rhino called Ryan Country Club. Um, it's actually really cool. It's like mini golf. It's real cheap uh, to uh, play. Like we're doing 10 bucks, and I believe that comes with a drink and all of your mini golf. Um, so that's a pretty good setup there. And it's going to be a good night. We want to just still do things and hang out with the community during this time where we don't have the bar. I'm in. So come hang out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, oh, no, you hit all of them, didn't you? No, you got to hit. Dra- oh, no, no, uh, no DraftKings. DraftKings. Draft we went. Yeah, there we go. It was at the front. Uh, yeah, DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, couldn't, well, I guess I didn't bet on anything yesterday. Was a little busy with the parade. Um, do we have anything going on today? Rocky's got to be back, right? Yeah. You know who they're playing? Uh, I'm just going to guess. I'm going to say they're playing the um, Giants. Uh, a little windy out there. I'm betting against the Rockies if they're playing the Giants tonight is what I'll say. Um, but you should be betting on all the different things that are happening, including UFC 267 tomorrow, uh, yep. which is uh, a big one. And if you bet $5 on any fighter tomorrow to win their fight, you will get $100 in free bets, whether you're right or wrong. It's an awesome promotion from our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you haven't gotten in with them yet, do that now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DMVR to bet $5 on any fighter to win tomorrow night at UFC 267. And you will get $100 in free bets no matter what. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I think I'm going up to the mountains this weekend uh, for 4th of July. And um, my parents are up there. My dad is a big fan of combat sports. I'm thinking I can get, I can convince him to buy the pay-per-view of, uh, of UFC. So that would be, wow. be a good one. Be that fun. would be a good one. Um, um, what else was I going to say? Oh, the Rockies are playing the Diamondbacks at home. Interesting. Take the uh, over. Ooh, the over? Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, it was tough to pick a winner. I'll take the over. Yeah, let's go over on that. All right, uh, let's circle back into this conversation. Is there any pressure on George Payton right now as we speak to in- improve this roster for this season? To improve for this season, I don't think so. I think they're basically set. I do think that I don't know, I'm starting to get antsy about the Russell Wilson deal. I do think that is kind of like the biggest pressure point right now. And I don't think it's going to be a, a tough box to check 
Like it seems like you just show up and say five years, 250 million and he signs it. And then you're just off and going. And, and if he says, I want 260, you say, ah, I'll give you a 257. And then you call it good. Like I, I'm not worried about it not happening, but you know, it's, it's one of those things that needs to be taken care of. And this is the time of year for that kind of deal. And in terms of other players who need extensions right now, it feels like this is kind of extension season. I don't even, there's a much that comes to mind. Yeah, uh, obviously you've got Justin locked up, Cortland, Tim. Yeah. Most of the most most of the rest of the key players on the team are young, uh, like on their rookie deal still. Yeah, I mean you can try to go after Draymond, get that out of the way. Same thing with Dalton Reisner, but I, you probably that's probably more of a wait and see considering the young depth you have there still. And it Draymond has been giving off the feeling that like he thinks this is a money year for him i don't think he's gonna sign early although i don't know you put 15 million dollars in front of someone or you know however much it's gonna end up being for him um they might blink a little more than they think they're going to yeah they might be tempted they might be tempted but yeah i mean i don't okay let me ask you this over under the nicole Jokic deal for uh uh for russ oh damn i think that's it right on the money Five years. Oh, no, no, his did go up. It was supposed to be five for 250, or that's what I'd heard, and it wound up being like five for 264 or something Three. like that. Yeah, I think it was 263. 263. Yeah, I mean, I think it's under. I think it's five for 250. That's actually kind of crazy to think that Russell Wilson is going to sign a quarter billion dollar deal and it's going to be not the biggest contract in town. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a pat on the head from Jokic. Yeah, Jokic's like, hey, don't worry, I got the bill tonight. Yeah, wow. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. But that's just how, I mean, essentially how crazy basketball is. Like, for the longest time, mm-hmm. um, Gary Harris was making more than Von Miller. Yeah, I mean, it's just a different world. Soon yeah. you're going to be getting the college athletes making more than hockey players. By the way, I think that's another reason why hockey players are like slightly more relatable and party harder because they just like are are closer to average people. I think that's possible. My take on is that baseball players, they like because of the terrible system they have, or like the first seven years, you basically don't make that much money. I mean, for for a professional athlete, all the money just goes to to like the older players. You they aren't as marketable because you're not seeing like random fifth year guy walking around with chains and stuff because they they just don't have that kind of money yet. Like it's just like, okay, now you're 29. Guess what? Here's this massive contract. And and now you get to go be that guy. Now you drive this nice car. And everybody's like, oh, these guys aren't marketable. They don't have personalities. It's like you don't like personalities. You just see Antonio Brown with a convertible on Instagram and say, wow, he spent 400 grand on this. I don't know. I I think baseball is very un, very hard to market. Um, and I think that, it, I mean, the, there's definitely like a, a, a factor of it of where like a lot of the guys are just normal guys. Um, but I just think it's, it's more about just like the way the game is played. There's not as much opportunity to like inject your personality into the way you play. Basketball is the most because it's just like everyone can see your face the entire mm-hmm. time. There's only a few players on the, on the court. Like that whole thing. Oh, as to answer my question to you about George Payton, I think there is pressure on him right now um, because of the 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 division. Like 
and Dominic and Sue tweeting about potentially joining the Raiders is like that puts pressure on George Payton to me to like call him up and be like, hey, whoa, before you do that, why don't you consider coming playing for the Broncos? Because it's just such an arms race. And I felt like, you know, in terms of big name signings, the Broncos kind of lost the arms race uh, of free agency. Um, now the Chiefs lost arguably their second best player. Um, to a trade so that obviously hurts them i don't think the broncos were last uh but i feel like the broncos were a little bit behind you know like getting randy gregory instead of chandler jones that sort of thing um Mm -hmm. where i think that george payton has to be like really on his toes right now to make sure that they don't lose another big name or if like you know someone comes out of retirement like whatever it may be i think that the broncos should be on the forefront of that yeah, I just don't think they can do it. I, I I think with that eleven million in cap space, like you could you could probably take that down to like six and not be too worried about it. But the thing is, you just have so many question marks. Like, who are your receivers? What are your tight ends doing? Like, I think there's a chance they get to the, to the trade deadline and say we want a tight end. I don't think it's likely, but there's a world in which it happens. You know, same thing with the receivers. Who would that, uh, what would that look like? Like. What kind, what caliber of tight end would they be chasing after? Um, I mean, you got to say like you, you have the two that you're they're on contract right now, uh, or not on contract. Two exciting young guys uh, with Dulcich and Alberto. You say one of them's disappointing, the other one will knock on wood is can't go for whatever reason. Then all of a sudden you're you're running Sauerbert and Tomlinson out there. You probably look for a receiver. I think that's probably most likely. And so you say like, oh. Zach Ertz, you know, you can go catch a couple passes for us. Or uh, I'm trying to think, is there – who else is kind of old and movable? <laughs> old and movable. Um, Zach Ertz is a really good name in terms of, oh, like, man. guys that have just kind of bounced around. And if you overvalue him a little bit, a team would be willing to move him. Mm-hmm. It seems it's- unlikely. But, again, like, you you can't do that unless you keep that cap flexibility. And I think that with that, all those questions, like you could want to add a defensive lineman. You might want to right now. And Dominic can sue. But the difference is that the the Raiders are sitting there with $20 million in cap space versus 11. And so right now it makes sense for them to blow another 10 million bucks on somebody. And Dominic can sue sounds like the kind of perfect person to blow $8 million, $10 million on. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not here for the cap as an excuse. Everyone knows that. Oh, that is um, true. Yeah. There is, you know, like, if you are serious about winning a Super Bowl and you say that Ndamukong Sue can help you, then you just do whatever cap Olympics you have to do to get that in and make sure it doesn't, you know, hamstring you. And the mm-hmm. good thing is, like, even if you drop down to two, three million dollars in activities, you did need to make a move you can just continue to restructure more things, more bonus for this guy, more of this for that. It's not that hard. It's not going to put you in a position where you're like, oh, no, now that we have Ndamukong Sue, we can't literally do anything else. Like, you just find a way. You always do. And that is the, you know, the Walton luxury. Like, you now have unlimited funds to make sure that you can do whatever you want to do. And this is one of those things – it's not, you know, when, when we originally brought this up, Ndamukong Sue would not be a luxury signing for this team. Ndamukong Sue would be a starter for this team. 
and a starter at a position of need. So that's why it's important to me to go get him. Like it's Draymond Jones, it's DJ Jones, and then a bunch of question marks. Yeah. Bring in and Dominican Sue. He goes right into that spot. And now you feel a lot better about your defensive line. Deshaun Williams has been good. He, I mean, like he hasn't been like explosive putting up numbers, but I mean, he's, he's held his own at a minimum. I mean, Mike Purcell is a, a solid starting defensive lineman. Um, so, I mean, you, you have options there. And that's before you get into the like the two rookies or McTelvin and Um And then, like, how often are you playing all three on the field anyway? But, yeah, I mean, if you sub in Stu for Mike Purcell, I, yeah, you might be tempted just to, to use him in, in sub packages, especially as he's aging. Uh, and and not make him play like actual nose tackle on rundowns. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think that he can play. Uh, like I'm having him play end for me on those downs. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um. All right. Any anyone else? Any other position where you could say like, yeah, I think George Payton needs to be active and aggressive here. Like, remember it was right before the end of training camp, I believe that the Broncos signed Evan Mathis. And that was like a key move mm-hmm. that helped them get to the Super Bowl. Is there anywhere else where you could say, Hey, need to make a key move here with a veteran who is like trying to sit out of uh training camp towards the end of the season or the uh, off season. I mean, I think you either look at right tackle or at inside linebacker. And both of those, you kind of made the moves, right? Like you brought yeah. in Billy Turner. And it's like, can you do better than Billy Turner? Yeah, probably. But he's also solid, and he can patch that gap for a season. Um, you still have Calvin Anderson as depth. You have Tom Compton in there as depth as well. So you aren't worried about injuries all that much. But that's definitely a position you could upgrade. Um, inside, you're probably good. But then, yeah, inside linebacker is the other. Where you have Josie Jewell. You have Jonas Griffith, who you like brought in Alex Singleton who should be solid but you're pretty empty behind that yeah I think that Alex Singleton is the exact type of player that you would be able to get in a situation like this exactly Um, and you just already have it like if if Alex Singleton was signed right at the end of training camp and we would be like looking at his tackle numbers and be like wow dude this is a guy who could definitely come Mm -hmm. in and help you right away I just think you have him um, he is a, a, like a little bit of insurance for you uh, in terms of, you know, uh, what goes on with those other two guys. Um, and he's a tackle machine. So, like, I don't think there's anyone that's going to pop up like a, that you you could add that would would actually upgrade for you there. Exactly. And that's why I think, like, in a lot of ways, George Payton, the takeaway here is he just took the pressure off himself. You know, they, he did all the things he needed to do. There aren't holes in the roster. There's good depth just about everywhere. And usually um, usually with young players who you'd be excited about seeing on the field, you know, if Damari Mathis has to get out on the field, that's in some ways exciting. You know, something terrible probably happened in front of him, and so we don't want to see it. But that's how you feel about all these guys. Even Deller and Turner yell, you know, something happens to safety rotation, throw him in. Yeah, that's that's fun. And I guess in the next year or two, you want to switch that over to, oh, here's a good, solid veteran. You know, a Tom Compton, a Ben Braden, who can come in and we know he can get the job done. But for now, I mean, this roster is pretty much built the way you want it to be. You've got you've got the, the offensive line with a couple of spare options. You've got four wide receivers plus, again, a couple 
guys you're excited to see. I mean, he he did the job. He did the job, and now it's time to see if if he did the job well enough. Yep, absolutely. All right, before we move on, a shout-out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. A lot of smiles there at the Avs Parade yesterday, and if you're going to be smiling a lot, you want to make sure you have your teeth pearly and white. So head over to Green Mountain Dental Group, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. They'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush to keep your teeth in great shape, even when you're not over visiting them at Green Mountain Dental Group. They're actually huge Avs fans, so you know they're having a great week over there this week. Um, and they're just a great, great family-owned business. So head up, head over just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver to their office in Lakewood uh, and get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you book a cleaning x-ray and exam. All right, Hank, let's move on into our comments from the listeners. I didn't see any Super Chats that came in. I could be wrong on that, so if there is one, just bring it up. If not, then we'll start with our friend Official Fink, who says, It's true! I once purchased a couple Cubs Hall of Fame signed baseballs in a Phoenix hotel as well. Maybe it's a Phoenix <laughs> thing. Uh, it's not just a Phoenix thing, it but is. I'm glad you have my back there. He says, side notes, all right, I don't comment as much on here. I'll try to be more active. And most importantly, congrats, Hank. You're a wonderful addition. Oh, thanks. Also, hotel auctions are not real. They're like, very I just, real. I don't know. I just Googled hotel auctions because I want to see if Find there's any like, I want any pictures. for auction. Yeah, I need to see, like, what does this look like? Like, you're just, you're just checking in, and you turn around, and there's just, like... A table. And uh, how many how many things are they auctioning? Like, ten. That's just strange. I, I, I actually was, like, trying to think about the other day when I saw it, like, for the, you know, tenth time or whatever. I've seen it. Um, just, like, what inspired this? Like, who thought that this was a good idea uh, there has to be some sort of logic behind it where they're like, oh, when people are on vacation, they're more likely to like buy things or when they're like on business trip, they're just like bored. So they're going to bid on this. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. It seems like a weird place. You have to you just have to turn those over so fast, right? Because you, you can't it can't be a week long auction. People are going to be back home wherever they are. You know, it kind of has to be like a daily like they were auctioning this off tomorrow. We're auctioning that off. Make sure you're still here tonight. I don't know. I don't. It seems weird. But I guess where All else right. would you put an auction? Uh, usually at a charity event. But other than that, I don't yeah. know where they're like where they like stay. Uh, next one's from the Big T. Long time no speak, fellas. Just popped on to say massive congratulations to Hank. Well deserved and a fantastic addition to the Broncos team. Great knowledge and a lovely, jovial, infectious demeanor. That's a really good sentence. That is. Um, Feels like your favorite player on the bench becoming a starter. Uh, I love that. Uh, always makes me laugh, especially when hearing stories of Montana. Bear Mace, anyone? I think you three work brilliantly together, too. Well done, Hank. Well done, DNVR. Take care, and maybe see you guys in London, the big Dabowski. Yeah, we've. Uh, I'm headed back up to Montana on Sunday, so there'll be plenty of stories. We're going up into the park Sunday on some bikes, biking up a mountain. E-biking e up a mountain. Should make that clear. The bike does the pedaling. No, it's actually pretty cool. It's more like a ride. As long as you're down for like the, okay. the seat discomfort. It's a, at least that's what my mom says. And if my, my mother can yeah. do it, I, I better be able to get up that mountain. But yeah, the hopefully there will be some stories next week. I assume you're getting some golf in too. Oh, yeah. Getting some golf in. Getting out on some boats. Hopefully, I mean, I just want to see a bear. I haven't seen a bear in forever. I was watching this morning. Uh, Apple TV Plus has like the wildlife at night show where they have great like night vision cameras and so they make it look like the day so i was just watching these bears in uh, europe walk around it was pretty dope 
I've I've seen a bear. I was about two hundred mm-hmm. yards away. Like that's that's good for me. Yeah, I was watching like bear attack videos yesterday. Well, not attack, just like near attacks up in Glacier oh. where we're going. It's like there's one family, like they're on one mountain. And they can see on the other mountain there's like a bear, and all these people just keep getting closer to it. And a bear starts walking, and they don't leave. But yeah, it's a. a hopefully, there'll be a bear up there. Jose says, "Why do you want to see a bear?" I like bears. I like animals. Yeah, I haven't seen a bear. I mean, it's been a couple years, probably. Yeah, there'll be a bear. All right. Fair enough. Uh, for Melbourne Bronco, my boys, I have a few different lifeboat scenarios. Scenario one: seats for Rob Walton, Greg Penner, Kerry Walton, Penner, Melody Hobson, and Russell Wilson. They could buy a whole new team. Uh, scenario two: if they're on a Walton-owned boat, it would be pretty big, and there are enough lifeboats for everyone on the roster. Hope everyone enjoyed the parade, and the party continues. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about having to get um, management on the lifeboat, but yeah, I think that they would they would probably get first dibs. That's actually that is a good question though. That like, would you? Where is George Payton in that? Would you take George Payton over Javante? Yes. Really? Yep. Ah, uh, like not not nothing against George I would, Payton. I but... would. I mean. There, there's a lot of GMs. I out think there. that it's easier to find. There's, a, I don't think so. I think there are a lot oh. more good running backs than there are good GMs. Okay. I, okay. Uh, also, uh, Jose called a bear a hairy murder machine, which I, I think is painting bears in an unfair light. Definitely. Yeah. They. I mean, just don't. Don't. They're not out there in a killing for want fun. To yeah, they're not out there killing for fun. They're killing no. if they feel threatened. The, exactly. That is exactly how that works. So don't threaten the bear. Who would threaten a bear? Just dumb. Bear's going to win. Micah Pexa, who says, uh, just purchased my Broncos versus Jags London tickets, flying all the way out from Hawaii. My uncle lives blocks from Wembley, so I'll be staying with him there. So stoked. Mm. Please let us know where you guys will be hanging out before the game. I'll be getting in Friday afternoon. Would love to meet up with you all. Go Broncos. Yeah, I actually haven't talked about this in a while. We've got a couple unofficial updates to share on this. Um, I know for a fact we're going to have – we're going to have events almost every day that we're there, which is going to be the whole week. Um, but okay. we're going to have a big event Friday – a really big event Saturday and an insanely big event Sunday. So is it the football game on Sunday? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Sunday before and after the game, we're going to have events. Wow. That's going to be a big week. Yeah. A lot of events. We might go full, uh, Avs cup style party. I mean, why not? I'm going to, I need to get a passport. I, too, need to get a passport. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, we need to get on that, probably. We, we should get our passports taken care of, for sure. We should. Make a date out of it? Um, so, last time... So, I was supposed to go to Italy, um, mm-hmm. like, a few weeks ago. Or, I guess, like, last week. Um, but then, Allie and I collectively pulled the plug on it um, because of the Avs Cup run. Like, we're mm-hmm. like, there's Italy... Stay up a, a, a place that doesn't move. Stanley yep. Cup runs very sliding scale. You just never know when they're going to. Mm-hmm. So we made that call. But before we were sure if that was going to happen, I tried to rush deliver like a passport. Yeah. But you still have to get a meeting or you have to get a uh, appointment to like go in or do it, whatever. Um, 
and when I called, they were like, okay, yeah. they're like, what day, or like, when do you need to leave by? I'm like, oh, I'm leaving like June 22nd. And they're like, okay, yeah, um, we don't have any appointments in Denver, but we do have one in Seattle and one in Honolulu if you want that meeting <laughs> appointment. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. That Yeah, that's a, uh, we, we got to get on that. Yes. Um, so we should, we should get to work on that. Uh, and then finally, last one here from big Len. I hope you guys had an awesome time at the parade. So jealous. I couldn't go, but, uh, I did ditch work to watch online. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of getting George paid to the bar, I actually met him a couple months ago and the bar came up. He was jealous that Tim Connolly and Patrick Smith had been invited to the bar and said he should go sometime. <laughs> Seems like you can get him there. Patrick Smith will... Why didn't you tell us this earlier? <laughs> yeah, wait until the bar was closed. <laughs> you should have told us immediately, like, hey, I I talked to George uh, George Payton about the bar, and he was jealous that he hasn't had an invite. Like, we would have invited him that day. Yeah, absolutely. We will invite him every day. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I know there's some other um, people in the organization that want to come to the bar, too. So, sadly, mm-hmm. they'll have never seen DNVR Bar 1.0, but DNVR Bar 2.0 is going to be better anyway. So, Wow. I still don't know anything about it, and I'm very excited. Yeah, it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. I mean, we call it the Mecca, um, and I think it's going to better live up to that name now. It's the, like pews in it. Yeah, exactly. We're okay. <laughs> some some uh, white uh, stone pillars outside. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have. Um, so let's wrap there again. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, this has been fun. Appreciate all the interaction in the comments. Hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube on your way out of here. Also, subscribe and sign up for alerts. Uh, Happy Friday to all. Enjoy your holiday weekend. We will be back on Tuesday uh, on the DNVR Broncos podcast because Monday, of course, is the fourth. Mm -hmm. So uh, enjoy, everyone, and we'll see you guys then.